People who made an impulse decision when they found out Hawaii was going to be nuked. What did you do, and do you regret it? Apologies for the Hawaiian mispronunciation in advance. Currently in Kailua on the island of Oahu. When my wife and I got the message, we were in bed. She asked me to make scrambled eggs with sausage, toast, and avocado. So I went downstairs and made breakfast as fast and best I could. Gave my pup some too, because he's going to dine like a king if it's really his last meal. After the false alarm, we made an appointment at an ultrasound office to see our unborn daughter. Life is precious. I started off trying to wake up my roommates to no avail. Then, in extreme denial, I walked outside my home to see if everyone else was hysterically preparing for a disaster. There were crowds of people running to their cars from the beach, the freeway was completely blocked, and yet there were also elderly people who didn't get a notification just watering their lawn as if nothing was happening. After the five minutes outside, which felt like an hour, I walked back in to see my roommates awake, switching through channels and seeing a banner on every channel that warned us to seek shelter, stay to the floor, and stay away from windows. Then I received a frantic call from my mom, from California, in tears, saying how much she loved me, and then calling my dad and two sisters, saying it could be the last time they might talk to me. My 12-year-old sister felt so rushed and said she loved me, but didn't know what else to say. I could hear my other 6-year-old sister say, How could Ryan be dying? There's no way! At this point, my biggest fear was no longer dying. It was the thought of my family I'm leaving behind. I told them how I live in an area with low population and away from military bases, and I should be fine with my water and food reserves. Mid-call, I receive an incoming call from my uncle, who lives on the island. I figured he had important news that was relevant, so I told my family I had to hang up. He told me it was a false alarm, so I proceeded to tell everyone else. And that concluded my most stressful 30 minutes ever. My best friend is vacationing there. She crawled into bed with her 3- and 5-year-old daughters and held them, while accepting that they were going to die. Her husband called from a fishing boat trip to say he loved them and wished he was with them. My grandma told us she bought MREs on Amazon when she got the alert. We had to actually explain to her how that wouldn't have helped. When I heard about it, my 12-year-old daughter called from a shelter at a basketball game she was cheering for. Now that my wife and I received any cell notification, so we looked at each other and decided that by this point, if something is coming, we don't have time to seek shelter, so just hope for the best and let the other kids sleep. I have a coworker that ran red lights, taking his family to a hospital basement for shelter where a woman was forced to give birth. 100% don't regret my approach to this. Personally, I, uh, I slept through it. I woke up to the second, lol, never mind, alert. Though my dad was down at the beach taking pictures, and he told me later that he fully intended to just stay there and hang out. My mom had thought her phone had a virus, so she didn't do anything. 807, ballistic missile threat inbound to Hawaii. Seek immediate shelter. This is not a drill. 845, lol, never mind. Hawaii resident here. While I did make the impulse decision, the people around me did. I was sleeping when the announcement came out, and the others in my house didn't decide to wake me up. They said, if I was going to die, might as well let me die in my sleep. We all became tired of the news after two hours. It just became annoying. Cleared out the fridge and hid in it for six hours. Got the alert with 2% battery, so had no idea it was fake. Went to Honokohau to dive. Figured 100 feet underwater was as good a place as any. No boom. My dad lives in Molokai, population of 8,000 or so. I called him when I heard about it, asked him about it. He said, one, he didn't think it was real anyway. Two, a nuke from North Korea would be small and aimed at one of the population centers, Oahu, Maui, Big Island, and would not kill him. And three, if one and two were wrong, he couldn't do much to stop it. He'd just have breakfast on the lanai like usual. Side note, for mainlanders, a lanai is a deck and lanai is another island. I ate all the leftover lasagna in my fridge. I figured that if crap's about to hit the fan, I better carb the heck up. I texted my mother, I need to tell you I love you. In case everything goes wrong, please, please tell everyone I love them and I've had a wonderful life. I'm very happy. She called me in a panic and I told her I loved her. 
She asked me if I was going to leave, and I told her I was going to stay with my husband no matter what. I ended the call because I didn't want her to hear me die if it did happen. Then I kissed my husband, and we held each other on the couch. It was a good day. My wife and I had just sat down to eat at Cafe 100 in Hilo on the big island when we all got the alert. I don't know if it's because we were both first responders or what, but we just continued eating while trying to check the internet to see if it was real. I know it said not a drill, but it was just so, I don't know, surreal? The owner sent his employees home and sat with us. I remember thinking that this is an island, there's no place to go, and already paid for this meal, dang it. I got on the emergency services scanner for the island and heard someone confirm it wasn't real, about 15 minutes before the actual alert went to everyone, so that was good. I'm just mad that the first place the government went to to confirm it was false was freaking Twitter. We had next to no internet connection because everyone was jamming the signal, and Twitter is terrible anyway. Why not send an all-clear on the phones ASAP? It was 8.07am and I was sitting in my hotel room in Waikiki browsing Reddit, saw the alert, and immediately turned on the news and started going to Twitter. I didn't hear any sirens. No news. It was eerie enough to question, so I went outside my door and saw people yelling and people calling loved ones. I was glad I stayed calm, but hotel staff was running out of the building and the lobby was a crap show for about 20 minutes. From my point of view, the locals seemed scared it was their home and livelihood. I was on an island 2,395 miles away from home, so if I was going to die, at least there was nice weather. My friend who goes to college on the island said campus was an absolute crap show. All I regret is filling my emergency water containers right behind the car. So now I'm blocked in the garage by 150 gallons of water. I felt like this alert showed me that I can keep calm and that I'm a bit apathetic towards death. And I'm pretty proud of myself. I got drunk for the first time in four years of sobriety. Oops. I made an impulse decision to stay in bed with my wife. Nowhere to go for safety. No time to get there anyway. Might as well be comfortable in my bed with someone I love. My 70-year-old dad ate two loaves of bread while hiding in his closet. He said he only regrets it because he has to buy more bread now. This man was gonna die cram full of bread. I can't stop laughing. Well, I don't live in Hawaii, but as someone who's planned for some of this stuff, I'd caution against just resigning yourself to die. Depending on a lot of different factors, you could easily survive. A woman survived Hiroshima 300 meters from the hypocenter of the blast because she was in a sturdy building. The man sitting on the steps outside became a shadow on the pavement. The typical yield you could expect to hit a countervalue target like a city is below 1 megaton, probably closer to the range of 150 to 300 kilotons. If you don't live downtown, the likely center of the target, and are at least 2 miles from the hypocenter, then you stand at least a 50% chance of surviving, which goes up exponentially if you take even basic steps to survive, like hiding in a windowless room. There are so many different factors to consider. Is the weapon set for ground detonation or airburst? If airburst, what altitude? What direction is the wind blowing? fission versus fusion ratio, local geography and proximity, and so many others. Point is, don't give up. You can make it. I never would have expected motivational advice from someone who's a doomsday prepper. I regret not calling my parents. I was in total denial mode and only called my fiancé to ask if he got the alert too. He was working at Honolulu Airport, where the scene was more chaotic. He didn't think he'd ever see me again. I'm including details on how the airports were. All the flights were grounded. He was at H&L at the time, and passengers started walking off the aircraft. The captain eventually deplaned everyone. Security and TSA were as clueless as everyone, and couldn't direct anyone to shelter because there really isn't one. Some people ran out the terminal, presumably to get to their cars and drive home. I was at Hilo Airport at the time, but some tourists were huddled together, praying and or crying. We managed to get our car before all the rental stands closed up. He also said at Kona, TSA allowed all passengers through to seek shelter inside. Not sure where, though, because it's open air. When the all-clear came through, all passengers had to exit and be re-screened, causing massive flight delays. 
I was in the living room changing my two-month-old son's diaper. My wife was in the bedroom sleeping in. I hear the alarm go off on my phone a couple feet away and just think, oh, it's just one of those Amber Alerts, and go back to changing his diaper. A second later, my wife comes up running out of the bedroom, screaming that we were going to die. I kind of froze up. All I could think about was how helpless I felt and how I couldn't do anything to save my newborn son. My wife was running around the house grabbing diapers and formula for the baby, and I was just slowly finishing changing his diaper because I couldn't imagine that something like this could happen. After about two to three minutes, I sort of snapped back to reality and focused only on getting my son and wife to some sort of safety. I live in a relatively small beach house with very thin walls, so I knew it wouldn't do anything, but I told my wife we would be safest in the bathroom in the middle of our house. It really wasn't an impulse decision, but throughout the whole thing, I didn't even think to call or text any of my family on the mainland. If you had asked me what I would do if put in this situation, I would say I would call my parents and tell them I love them, but I didn't even think of that. I just thought about how much I love my wife and son, and how sad I was that I wouldn't be able to see who he will become when he grows up. This has really given me a completely different perspective on life, and makes me sad that I didn't even think to say goodbye to my family back home. TLDR, I didn't think to call anyone back home and could only think about my wife and newborn son. It's funny how he phrases this as if it's something he regrets, but honestly, he should be glad that his first instinct was being with the people he cared about the most who were with him. Reading this next one, I can only think of a movie like Shaun of the Dead. In the chaos of figuring out where to seek shelter, we ended up deciding to go to the hospital that my wife works at. She's a nurse, figuring we could maybe help out with the flood of people that will be coming to the hospital with injuries. We have about 20 minutes from the time an alert is received until the missile hits. We were up against that limit when I pulled into a parking spot I found on the street. My wife grabbed my son and ran for the hospital. I grabbed some change and started paying the parking meter. My wife turned back and yelled, What are you doing? I yelled back, We have to pay the meter! Even if the world is going to end, we're not savages! We didn't get a parking ticket, so no regrets. I was in a hostel, and I'm a male, and all of the other people in the hostel room I was in were women the same age as me. We all got the text at once and looked at each other. I knew what I had to do. Awkwardly comfort them with jokes while they cried. Not very romantic. Had an impulse panic attack! 195 out of 100 wouldn't recommend! Sorry, is 195 out of 100 your rating or your blood pressure? I was at a laundromat, and my wife called me all panicked after receiving an alert on her iPhone. I told her that it was probably a mistake because I didn't receive it on my Samsung phone and that it must be a technical glitch or something. Also, it seemed like there should have been sirens, emergency news broadcasts, and a full-on national or military notice rather than just a notice to iOS users. In hindsight, I was right and seemed like Joe Cool, but I now feel like I should have reacted more and taken it seriously. I don't want the last moments of my life to be me saying, it's probably nothing. I was a dismissive jerk to my wife, who was genuinely freaking terrified, and I regret that. I was at work here on Maui. My wife was at home with the kids, and I called them to calm them down. Once I realized they were all together, I went to the third floor of a building with some coworkers and waited for the big bang or whatever was to come. I told my big Samoan boss that we should just hug. This way they would find us frozen in time, like the folks they found in Pompeii after Mount Vesuvius. Things were a little awkward the rest of the day. Rolled out of bed and told my boyfriend, well, how about I make us one last cup of coffee before we die, and proceeded to the kitchen to brew a small pot. All I wanted was one last time to do one of my favorite things, sit and talk stories with him with coffee and cigarettes in the morning. Maybe it wasn't so impulsive, but there was something about it being the last time to ever do that. My uncle and his family live in Hawaii. He's been cheating on his wife for two years. We all found out about it in a mass text he sent five minutes after the emergency text went out. He wanted to clear the air before he died. I imagine that family reunion didn't go quite well. Late to respond here, but I'll throw mine in. I work at a huge tourist location on Oahu. 
Pretty quickly after the alert went out, we started herding all of our guests into large buses and moving them to a huge World War II bunker we have on property. In the middle of directing guests on where to go, I realized I hadn't clocked in yet, and decided that if I was going to die in a thermonuclear detonation, I might as well be getting paid for it. I clocked in, then hopped a small bus with a few of my friends and workmates and headed toward the bunker. Once we got there, we decided that we really didn't want to die in a concrete cave surrounded by people we really didn't like, so we just kept driving to the other side of the property and hung out in the back of a big valley for a few hours. So, I guess the impulsive thing I did was purposely avoid shelter and instead go somewhere beautiful? I told my girlfriend not to worry about it and go back to sleep. Her mom called her not even a minute later, crying, telling her to wake up and that she was rushing home now. She thought I wasn't scared, but if it were real, we wouldn't be able to do anything about it, so I just wanted her to be in my arms for our last moments. I live pretty close to a town center, so for me, I looked at my girlfriend and said, I love you and I hope it's fast. Sat in bed with her looking at pictures of our trip we took to Big Island and just was with her. The weirdest part is basically just living today. Yesterday, I fully accepted I was going to die, so it's weird having to just live with the idea that I didn't. It's good, mate. You've seen the worst, and now you can take stock of what is really important and adjust your life accordingly. I have a favorite cup that I use all the time. One day, I will drop it and it will break. This is the inevitable end for a cup, but I will still be devastated that it broke. I will curse myself for not being more careful as I pick up the pieces. But if I accept now that the cup is already broken, then every moment with it is precious. This is some master Uguay levels of philosophy right here. I swallowed a bunch of popcorn seeds. I thought it'd be really funny if people found a bunch of popcorn around my burned body. I came out on social media. I don't completely regret it, but I definitely lost some friends, and a lot of my relationships with my friends have become really awkward. Hi everyone, I just want to say thank you to everyone for being so kind. I can't believe I got this many responses. I promise I'm doing fine. I have some really good friends who are helping me get through this. I had some idea of who were the friends that I would thought I might lose before I came out, but even though I expected it, it still kind of hurt. Thanks everyone for the comfort and advice. Luckily, the only bomb that dropped that morning was in my bathroom, and it too took 40 minutes to clear. On a more serious note, I realized only last night that I kept my sanity intact due to dumb luck. For me, it was because I took the kids out late the night before, and we were all home, all together. After digesting the stories of my friends and family, I realized that if my children had been at school, or away with their mom, or if we had been driving in the middle of Maui somewhere, I'm pretty sure I would have absolutely lost it. I woke my two young girls and told them we were making a fort in my walk-in closet, the only room with no windows. From there, it was a surreal 10 minutes where I grabbed everything I could think of that would be helpful. Water, juice, granola bars, blankets, shoes, tablets for the kids. At one point, I mentally decided I needed to stop gathering items from rooms with glass windows and retreat into the closet. At that point, I just put on my game face with the girls and furiously tried to find out what I could with my phone. I exchanged a few texts with loved ones and took a call from my ex, making sure I had heard. I realized now that I was spared a lot of mental trauma because I had my family with me. I was doing the best I could for them, and basically, I didn't have to make a lot of hard decisions. I read a lot about the anguish of separated family, about those at soccer games, shopping at farmer's markets, and those who had no idea what to do with those who they needed to protect, and those who they wanted to but couldn't contact. I'm glad my girls and I were spared the visuals of the panic. Later, I went to a sunset party which had a newfound vigor as friends embraced each other a bit harder and half-joked, I'm glad you're alive. I was in my living room sitting next to my husband and sleeping two-month-old. Saw the alert on my phone, we grabbed the baby and his pacifier and went and sat in the bathroom. I started calling people who work on base to see if they knew anything. My husband was checking Twitter. Saw something about it being fake, went back out into the living room to check the local news. Saw the alert there, went back to the bathroom. The sirens started going off, and I got there holding my two-month-old baby, crying, thinking we were going to die, and I had no way to protect him. 
got the false alarm message, and husband took the baby back out to the living room while I cried for a while longer in the bathroom. So, no major impulse decision, just a what the heck do I do, and cool, the best option I could think of in this moment is to sit in the freaking bathroom. I live near Pearl Harbor. I think the sirens I heard were coming from there. Either that or Hickam. My boss lives there and heard them too. I only heard them for about five seconds. Also, as for hiding in the bathroom, it is the only room in our house with no windows. Although pretty sure where I live, it wouldn't have mattered. We would have been dead. Also, my husband and I grew up in the Midwest, so for tornadoes or severe thunderstorms, we would always either sit in the basement or bathroom. We don't have a basement here in Hawaii, so the bathroom it was. Also convenient for, you know, the nervous craps and all. I woke up to people calling me about the alert, looked at my phone, and read the message. I started searching the internet for answers, and there was zero coverage, which made me even more scared because I thought it was some kind of government conspiracy to not let the rest of the world know what was happening. I go to the Hawaii subreddit, and everyone is saying that they got the alert, but no info on whether the threat is real. Thinking about my life, I started to feel content with my inevitable death. Then I imagined my last moments slowly burning in intense pain, and that thought was followed by a minor anxiety attack and an involuntary shaking for the next 30 minutes. I was hiding out at home with my best friend, decided to hold her hand and tell her I had feelings for her, considering we were going to die and all. She didn't feel the same way. It's awkward now, and I'm worried for my friendship with her now. This didn't happen to me, but my friend, who was currently visiting his grandfather on the Big Island. He told me that right after he received the first alert to seek immediate shelter, he went down a couple homes to where the Clintons were staying to ask the Secret Service guys what was going on. Apparently, they were all in gas masks and ready to go. My friend, before receiving the false alarm alert, said he made a mimosa, said goodbye to his family, and planned to go sit on the beach to watch, as he described it, the fireworks. Wait, the Clintons? I regret telling our children what we thought was happening. My oldest child is seven. We explained it very simply with as little detail as we could, but geez. We told him a bomb was on the way from North Korea. We told him about the missile defense systems that all we could do was hope that they worked. We took away a lot of his innocence, and he's really shook up still. Afterwards, we told him about Mattis, and how he's so smart and helps run the military to keep us safe. We couldn't think of anything comforting to say about the president, so my husband told him cool stories he's read about Mattis. My younger child is autistic, and was just mad that the plans changed again. He was annoyed that the missile didn't come, and didn't understand that the message was a mistake. He felt better when we went back to our original plan to hit the beach. I'm stationed on a nuclear sub in Pearl Harbor. I was on watch when it happened in the engine room. We had the whole duty chain of command in the reactor control room, and they told us they were going to evacuate all unnecessary personnel. We emergency closed the shielded volume of the reactor compartment so that we could get everyone off of the sub and into a floating support vessel docked near the ship. In hindsight, we should have just got all of the sailors into the reactor compartment and dogged the hatch. We'd have a pretty strong pressure barrier, and it has probably the best shield for a nuclear blast in the closest vicinity. It's sufficient to keep the crew from getting exposed to excessive amounts of radiation while the reactor is critical. Shields work both ways, so probably best to hug the shutdown reactor as opposed to getting vaporized topside. This'll probably get buried, but... I woke up at about 7.30 on Saturday morning to go check out some garage sales. I recently went through a tough breakup with my girlfriend of a year and a half, and I thought it'd be a nice way to stay busy and keep my mind off things. So I sat up in bed, took a huge rip off my dab pen, and hopped in the car to make my way down the mountain into town on the Big Island. About a mile down the road, my podcast stopped playing and my phone started blaring. I picked it up and read the message on the screen. Incoming missile. Take shelter immediately. This is not a drill. I rubbed my eyes and I couldn't believe the words that I was reading. I read them again and again before I pulled over and as I was making a U-turn, I noticed everyone in their cars looking up from their phones with looks of horror on their faces. I'll probably never forget that. When I got in the door, I called my ex-girlfriend who was working at the Four Seasons where she said people were losing their mind. I told her I loved her and how sorry I was for everything. 
She asked if her roommates could come to my house if they needed, and I said of course. Then she said she had to get back to work, and I begged her to leave if we got any more info. After we hung up, I went out to my back porch and looked to Oahu, and that's when I started hearing jet engine noise. It was getting louder, and I was running around to see if it was an airplane. Never did see a plane. I was terrified. No other way to put it. Last night, we spent the night together for the first time in ten days. She slept in my arms while I silently just laid there in the dark. Didn't sleep all night long because I missed that feeling so much. I didn't want to waste it by closing my eyes and passing out. I know we aren't going to get back together. It was a messed up day. This mistake shouldn't be swept under the rug. I feel like it was a very personal violation of public trust and people need to be fired at the very least. I hope no one ever has to go through that kind of fear and uncertainty ever again. I've heard stories of people I know who were sitting in bathtubs with their kids hysterically crying. People abandoning their cars and running on foot with their families. I want whoever is in charge of civil defense and the person who hit that button to be fired on the spot. Forget them. It's unacceptable.